Welcome to Europe First Minisodes, raw, unedited, and just me sharing thoughts and ideas. I hope you find this a valuable little toolkit to contemplate today. So it's interesting because I used to feel this way when it came time to publishing a piece on my blog. I would feel this anxiousness, this rawness, kind of an exposure around really, I think what it comes down to is vulnerability, which is super uncomfortable. And the reason why vulnerability is so uncomfortable is because it's it exposes us to criticism, judgment, opinions. And what are we most afraid of when we have criticism, judgment, and opinions is being rejected, left out, uh, told we're not worthy. And what is so interesting and ironic about our fears is that typically the opposite of what we're afraid of is true. So like I just heard a story the other day about a woman who, um, whose husband kept sabotaging her diet. She was exercising and cutting out things she shouldn't eat and she was getting really slim and he would, you know, take her out to dinner and order all the desserts or or make a big bowl of pasta and, and have a family dinner. And when she started to dig to the bottom of it, they both realized that it was his fear of her looking hot and potentially leaving him that made her want that made him want to sabotage her. So I think that's so interesting because when when she really talked about what it was doing for her, it actually made her feel better in her skin. It made her feel more loving towards him. It made her feel really good and confident. And instead of feeling like she wanted to give that to somebody else, it actually made her want to give it more to him. And what he didn't realize is he was actually sabotaging a deeper, more genuine, amazing expression of love from her. And I find that to be true with me too. When I get that fear of vulnerability and then I push through it and I actually do it, I push publish and it goes out into the world I'm sure there's somebody out there judging me. I'm sure there's somebody out there saying, okay, whatever, uh, way to be like too much information. Um, but then there's also this other, this other experience I have, which is an outpouring of love and connection and understanding from people. Like, I get that. I feel that. This is like I wrote it. Get out of my head. And then I feel this overwhelming sense of belonging. And so this this fear of exposure is such a funny thing for me to play with right now as I deepen my, my outlets of vulnerability. The poems were vulnerable. I was posting those almost every single day at the beginning of the year. The blog posts are super vulnerable still. I still get a little bit like anxious when I post one, but not nearly what it was like before. And now I'm on the threshold of a new level of exposure that feels very different to me now. Whereas before I could almost hide behind my writing, I could craft it and sculpt it. I could spend days putting it together. Sometimes I'd spend months writing an essay. And now I'm realizing there was almost a, like an, 
not an anonymity, but almost like a, a shield that I was hiding behind my writing. I could just post it. It was on my blog or it was on the internet, on Facebook, but I was off living my life somewhere else. And the interesting thing about podcast and voice recording is that it is real-time record of what is coming through my head and out of my mouth. And I'll tell you why this is a way different level of vulnerability, like really off the charts level of vulnerability, say that 10 times fast for me, um, is because I have this thing where, I don't know if you have this experience, but let's say you go to a dinner party or a birthday or, you know, an outing of some sort, a football game, whatever. And you see people you know, and you start chatting and you, how are you doing? And oh, I'm fine. Blah, 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 blah. And then you walk away and you go, did I actually say that? Oh, shoot. I wonder how that sounded. I wonder if I sounded super stuck up. I wonder if I sounded cruel. I wonder if I sounded judgmental. I wonder if I sounded full of myself. And then what do we do? We go home and we can't stop thinking about this very small conversation where we we think we said something that sounded a particular way. And if you're like me and you did that with a, a more than an acquaintance, maybe somebody who's a friend or a good friend, I circle back and I'm like, did I sound super idiotic? I have, I have one friend in particular. We have lunch every couple of months. And almost without fail, I text her later and I say, I think I sounded the way I didn't mean to. And her response is almost always, I didn't even register that you said that at all. (laughs) So it's the classic thing like, people aren't thinking about you nearly as much as you think they are. Um, But this voice recording and this live recording feels vulnerable in that way and that, oh my gosh, am I just going to record things and put them out in the world and then look back and think, what were you talking about? What were you thinking? And it really gives a lot more room for misinterpretation. And also, I have like this lovely ability to say things without thinking. So this version of my vulnerability does two things, actually. One, it requires me to be a little bit more thoughtful about what comes through my mouth. Maybe don't say everything that comes through my mind. I wonder what would happen if that was the case. But then also, at the same time, and this is kind of the delicate balance, is say meaningful things, say things of value, but also be honest about what those things are. So there's two things. There is an honesty there. There is a vulnerability and an exposure and I get you're in my head. But also I want to use this as a tool to really care about what I'm saying, to really have quality things that are coming through my mouth which I think could be a really great exercise that benefits me in my life in general. Um, I drop my kids off at school and I'm driving home and I think, I wonder how that actually sounded to her 14-year-old ears or his 12-year-old ears. Um, Did I mean what I was saying? Was I trying to be helpful and I was actually just really not being helpful at all? So 
this is this is my thought for the morning is how can I honor the real thoughts that come through my mind, but also have what actually comes out, what is birthed through my mouth, what 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 I'm saying really have value, really add value to my life, to my family's life, to your life. And not just talk to talk. I have spent a lot of time talking to talk. I've also spent a lot of time talking about me. I tend to know really skillfully how to redirect any topic in a conversation back to myself. I was watching a TED Talk the other day and the woman said, here are the five things that will make you a good conversationalist. And I won't remember all five, but the ones that I do remember are listen. Don't think about what is next, what you want to say, what you think about what's being said. Just listen. Don't judge. Don't comment. And I, that was like her number one tip is if you want to be a better conversationalist, listen first and be really good at listening. And I love that because I'm really awful at listening. I am always thinking about what I'm going to say next or how what they're saying applies to me. And I love the idea of not having an agenda around a conversation, just being calm about the interaction. And then when it's time for me to respond or share I can do that, but not being rushed to do that, not not being anxious to do that. I tend to want to be understood above all else when I have a conversation with somebody else. And I think what I'm going to try really diligently to do is to be more interested in understanding the person I'm talking to, what makes them tick, what what is concerning them and what do they feel what do they feel confident enough to share with me what are they telling me um even if it's just the tiniest story conversations are of form of vulnerability and i love the idea that my greatest um, gift that I can give the person I'm talking to is allowing them space to unfurl a story or unfurl a moment of vulnerability or a confession or just a something that's on their heart and not always find a way to redirect that back to me. Doesn't that sound like a lot less work? That feels like a lot less work. And for someone who is an overachiever and always volunteers for more work somehow. I have a skill of always wanting to save the day by volunteering to do more, more, more. I love the idea of volunteering to do less. And that less is, in fact, more service to that other person. So that's my thought for today. I'm going to go out and give that a try. Talk to you soon. If you found this episode valuable please feel free to share and leave a comment below so I know you are here. Until next time.